Your Razorbacks are going bowling to the Outback Bowl against Penn State. The Razorback football team also picks up a huge five-star transfer wide receiver from Oklahoma. And the Arkansas Razorback basketball team keeps it rolling. It's all coming up here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend Packed with crazy stuff going on, especially in Razorback land. The most important thing, though, is that bowl selection officially took place and the Arkansas Razorbacks are going bowling for the first time, I guess, since last year, technically, but it didn't get to be played. They're going to play in a bowl game for the first time since 2016. Let's go ahead and get that out. And it's, to me, the best option you could have for a bowl game. Like, I know that there could have been other places you could have gone. Maybe it would have been easier to get fans there because I know airfare is pretty expensive right now for this. But the fact that Arkansas is going to the Outback Bowl in Tampa, playing in an NFL stadium, and they're playing against a marquee opponent in Penn State, a team that they have never played before in the history of their program, to me, you can't have anything better than what you're going to have with this game. Now, it's going to be at 11 a.m. on January 1st, so it is a New Year's Day Bowl. You can't call it a New Year's Six Bowl, but it is a New Year's Day Bowl. And it's just it's just awesome that you didn't get screwed because I was kind of fearful of Arkansas having to go to like the Gator Bowl against whoever uh, or, you know, nothing against Orlando. It's just not that great. Or maybe, you know, having to go to the Music City Bowl, which wouldn't have been bad, but I don't know. There's some sort of appeal about playing in Florida. Uh, and then there were like some people like USA Today put out that Arkansas was going to uh, before even their bowl, I guess their final bowl projections, they had Arkansas in the Texas Bowl. And I'm like, bro, what? No, they're not playing in the Texas Bowl. And if they play in the Texas Bowl, we got problems. We're going to have to revolt or something like that. But it was just uh, really nice to see that Arkansas got about as good of a bowl game, a good of a matchup as you could possibly have. Now, you know, Penn State was a team that started off really strong. Uh, I believe they were even in the top 10, maybe the top five, at one point in time this year, but they did finish seven and five and they went four and five in big 10 play. And, uh, you know, James Franklin, of course, still being there, signed a big time contract and all of that. And the other thing that really stood out to me, and this is just when I was reading the press release from Arkansas, and I thought this was the case, but I couldn't remember historically going all the way back. But Arkansas is actually 0-4 against big 10 teams all time in bowl games. The 99 Citrus Bowl, we remember uh, when they lost to Tom Brady in Michigan. Uh, we remember the Music City Bowl against uh, Minnesota. Things in 2002, and that was uh, that was embarrassing. And then we remember losing to Wisconsin and uh, Brett Bielema and the uh, Outback. Or no, that was the, that wasn't the Outback Bowl. That was the Capital One Bowl. And then, of course, the game went on to the latest one, the Sugar Bowl, lost to Ohio State. I guess that game didn't happen, right? You can it's vacated. You can't. It, it just happened. So, anyways, it's it's something that where. If you're an Arkansas fan, you can't really be upset by this bowl matchup. Like, I don't I don't know anybody who should be upset there or say that you got screwed. This is perfect because in bowls, we know that it's about matchups. It's about, 
you know, how good things can go for you as a team. And, you know, are you going to be prepared? Are you going to be ready or whatnot? But overall, this is just the thing where if you have a bowl game and you're able to get some sort of marquee matchup, that'll get people interested into the game, get people fired up to go to the game, have people actually interested in seeing what goes on in your game, like all of these things. That's what you want to have. That's what you want to have if you're a Razorback fan is that, hey, if you can't go to the college football playoff, if you can't go to a New Year's Six Bowl, this is about as good as you can ask it. So I feel like this is perfect, and I can't wait to get down there. I'm going to be down there actually a few days early in Tampa, uh, so hopefully the weather is nice. I plan on hopefully going to some beaches and whatnot, but it's it's going to be perfect. And I think that you know when we talk about teams being motivated to go to bowl games, you know, some people don't want to hear it. Some people don't want to believe it, but it's absolutely true. Some teams want to play in bowl games and some teams don't. Like, that's not a myth. I, I know that some people try to bring it up as saying, well, that's, you know, that's just a cop out or that's just an excuse. No, it's a fact. Sometimes teams aren't motivated. It's plain and simple. Some teams are. And I think you can make the case that when Alabama has lost some of their Sugar Bowl appearances when heading into the final game of the year, they were in the national championship landscape or in the national championship uh, picture. They didn't care about the Sugar Bowl because their whole goal was the national championship. They didn't meet their goal. So why did they care so much? Uh, we've seen teams do that. I think Georgia's even done that before. But the positive thing about Arkansas is that they are not under that umbrella. They are not in that same realm. They are actually a team that wants to go out and play a bowl game and win a bowl game. And they're going to have the majority, if not all, of their players playing in the bowl game who are available besides injury. Like, they, you haven't been to a bowl game since 2016. Not a single player on this team has been to a bowl game. I don't think Grant Morgan was on the team in 2016. But even if he was, uh, like, I guess he was. But still, it's been a long time and nobody's been able to enjoy the great things that come along with it. And so this is finally an opportunity for Arkansas to have that. Um, Sam Pittman handled it well in his press conference yesterday. I thought that he uh, just managed to talk about some of the, the reasons why they're excited, the reasons why they'll be motivated. And I think that, you know, he's going to have his team ready, especially in the fact that, you know, this is kind of the last hurrah for a lot of these seniors, a lot of these players that are going to be moving on. And the fact that it's going to be against uh, a team that you haven't played before, there's intrigue there. But I would even make the argument that if you compare it to a lot of the other bowl matchups in the SEC, Arkansas and Penn State might be one of the most interesting ones, all things considered. Uh, obviously, you got the national championship games in the college football playoff where you're going to have Bama and Georgia in there. Georgia and Michigan is going to be a pretty interesting game from that perspective. I think Mississippi State and Texas Tech will be great just because it's Mike Leach going against his old team in Texas Tech, so there's intrigue there. But, I mean, besides those things, I think Arkansas and Penn State has the best matchup. Baylor and uh, Ole Miss and the Sugar Bowl might have some sort of flair, uh, but overall, I just think it's about Arkansas, man. And I can't wait. And if Arkansas wins this game, it's going to be a quality win against a quality opponent. And you're finally going to get that another losing streak off the off your chest with the losing streak against Big Ten teams in the bowl game. And you'll finally be able to take that next step, get to the nine-win mark, and it will be the best season you've had since 2011. I think that considering you're at 20th, 21st right now, depending on which rankings, I guess college football playoff rankings only ones that matter, but um, I think if you win that game, you can maybe jump up to possibly 15, possibly, just depending on what else happens in front of you. So 
you got to enjoy what's going on with this Razorback football team and be ready to go to Tampa. The airfare is insane, I know. Hopefully they have a good turnout down there. Hopefully a lot of fans go down there. Uh, but that's just something we'll have to wait and see. But I can't wait to see all you all in Tampa on January 1st on that Saturday, bright and early at 11 a.m. I guess it'll be noon there in uh, the East Coast, but it should be an exciting time. I know you're all college football fanatics, and I know you've heard me tell you about prize picks, but I'm going to tell you about it again. It's the leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football props than anyone else in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-majors that you may not even have heard of. And the best thing about it is all of you that try out prize picks today, you will receive 100% instant deposit of up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code Locked On. Again, promo code Locked On. It's the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play is where you can download it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, and they offer safe and fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code Locked On, or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy made easy. Also, got to tell you about betonline.ag. They have you covered throughout all of the season when it comes to odds and lines. Never been easier before for the football season, especially upcoming when bowl season is going to be happening as well. It's your number one spot for all sports action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit just using promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. It's as easy as that. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So head over to betonline.ag where the game starts. All right, so Razorback football going to the pit, going to play Penn State in the Outback Bowl is fun. It's great. It's exciting. And I know that as much as exciting as that was to see, I don't think it was as exciting for a lot of Razorback fans to also have the news that they have a new player joining their roster this upcoming football season. And it is a wide receiver by the name of Jaden Hazelwood. Now, some of you may be like, I know that name, but I'm not sure where who he was. Uh, he's a former five-star wide receiver transfer from Oklahoma. He's been at Oklahoma. He was the number one wide receiver in the country of the 2019 class. The number four overall player in the 2019 class. He will tie Ryan Mallett, who was the number four player in the 2007 class, transfer from Michigan as the Razorbacks' highest player, highest ranked player in all the country and in the history of recruiting and how it's been at least graded out over uh, the past 20 or so years. So during, and this is just some stats for you to give you an idea of what we're looking at. During his three seasons at Oklahoma, Hazelwood caught 62 passes for 736 yards and seven touchdowns, but he missed most of the 2020 season because of a torn ACL. But his return to action this year, he made 39 receptions for 399 yards and six scores. He's 6'3", 202 pounds. He's from Georgia, but where this is where all the connections came into play. He played for current Arkansas running backs coach Jimmy Smith and ultimately picked Oklahoma over Alabama, Clemson, Florida, Georgia, Ohio State. Those are pretty good schools to pick them over. But either way, he is joining Arkansas. He is officially committed and he is transferring in to the University of Arkansas. And I could not, like, that, that's, that's huge. That is huge. This kid could have gone anywhere. He could have gone anywhere. He could have gone anywhere out of high school. He could have gone anywhere right now. 
Uh, people were talking about how coming out of the transfer portal, he was one of the best players in the portal. Like he had basically any type of offer, any type of um, uh, of opportunity to go to any school, and he chose Arkansas. He comes on an official visit and he chooses Arkansas. Now, I'm going to go out and go on a limb and say that Traylon Burks is gone. I think we can all feel like that's a safe bet. He's going pro as he should. Like, I, there's been times where I've been on the fence about certain players leaving or staying. There's no on the fence with Traylon Burst. The dude needs to go. He needs to go to the NFL. And that was kind of the biggest question that I remember thinking about throughout the season. I'm like, man, this is great and enjoy Traylon Burks while we have him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up leaving this year. And then if he does, who, who, who are you going to replace him with? You got some okay wide receivers, don't get me wrong, but Traylon Burks is like the next level. Like, he he was killing it in these games, and he was unstoppable. It's going to be kind of the same thing uh, with when you think about a guy like Jane Hazelwood. Now, is he going to be as good as Traylon Burks? We don't know. But having that type of player come into the school and be able to be that replacement for Traylon Burks, boy, does that not just give you a – overwhelming amount of confidence now next year because we know you got kj jefferson back and everyone's happy about that you got all the running backs back essentially and everyone's happy about that you got are gonna have the offensive line the majority of them at least come back uh that'll be great like the tight ends you got to get some tight ends man you got to be able to help out there but still you're having a good part of your offense come back but the worry part worried most worrisome part was wide receiver and you know who's going to be able to fill that role with Traylon burks this is your guy um and, and I know that depending on who you look at as far as websites and recruiting bases and all those things, too, it just kind of depends on uh, how high he's been ranked. But according to uh, it's Trey Biddy and Danny West over at Hawksports.com, they were saying that he uh, that Hazelwood is now officially the highest ranked recruit Arkansas has ever had or highest like ranked player coming out of high school, just edging out uh, Mitch Mustang. So hopefully it works out better than what Mitch Mustang did. But still, the fact that you have a player like that is big time. And when you add into the mix of having just – I'm like, I don't know if anybody cares about this as much as I do, but I think it's pretty interesting that when you're able to add in a player that kind of shocks some, where they're like, wait a minute, this, this guy's going to Arkansas? That player, that player who could have gone anywhere else in the country he wanted to go, chose Arkansas? That kind of sends a message out to the rest of the college football landscape that this isn't a place that just, you know, has good old fashioned Arkansas kids and then a couple of other kids that nobody really recruited and kind of whiffed on and they just happened to come to Arkansas. Like, no, this this is a place where people are starting to recognize college football is fun to play. It's fun to be at. It's fun to be a part of. And I think that's exactly what's going on with what Arkansas is trying to do right now. This is the type of set up you want to be able to build and the foundation you want to have to be able to be laid by Sam Pittman to where now you've shown you can win. You show you have a successful recipe. You show that you can have players be successful in your systems, whether it's offensively or defensively. Now it's just about getting those players here. I'm hoping this is the start of something great because this might be a huge recruiting weekend for Arkansas, which I know it was. They had some official visits and whatnot. But this could be the start of something special because let's be honest, folks, when you talk about recruiting, whether it's college football or college basketball or whatever, when you talk about recruiting, great players want to play with other great players. 
Sometimes that's some, like the best type of recruiting tool is that, hey, if you got a five-star coming to your school, another five-star may want to come to your school. Five-star uh, quarterback comes to your school, five-star wide receiver, like, well, I'd love to have a five-star quarterback throwing me the ball, so I'll go there. Like, It just is a ripple effect that will be able to increase recruiting, and I think that this will be the first of many to happen for Arkansas and Sam Pittman. At least that's what I'm hoping for. What a huge get by Sam Pittman and his staff. Congratulations. That's huge. I know the expectation is going to be really high for this kid, which I don't really know if that's a, that's a good thing or not. But still, it's it's pretty awesome to see uh, how uh, how this is all playing out. And, you know, spring ball will be around the corner. We'll get to see him there as well. I don't think he'll be eligible for the bowl game. Somebody tweeted that at me. At me. I was like, I don't think he will be, but I don't know the rules. I don't know the NCAA bylaws and stuff. So, uh, but who knows? This is this is fun though. It's a fun time. I don't know if we can all take this positive stuff, but it's certainly going pretty well right now. All right, folks. Bill Bar, you know about Bill Bar, right? It's the holiday season, so we're you know we're starting to pack on a few extra lbs, you know, a few extra pounds. But the thing about Bill Bar though is that it's something that can taste great to go along with the holiday season, as well as having something that's healthy, that's easy, that's convenient, and something that tastes great. So that way, when you're walking out the door about to go to work or whether you're just sitting at home, maybe you're about to go to work out, whatever it is, Built Bar has you covered because they have so many different flavors and they give you that extra fuel that you need. And listen, people have been tweeting me about this and they've been messaging me about this. Like, I actually tried it out. I thought you were full of it, but it's incredible. It's actually, I've never bought any other protein bars after this. So that's that's big time. So you can do so many different things with them when it comes to the flavors, especially when the holiday season some people, if you want to dip it into your cocoa, do that. Like it, it's built for that. No pun intended for the built bar. And right now, if you go to built.com and use promo code locked 15, you'll get 15% off your next order. It doesn't matter how many you buy. It doesn't matter how many you go along with 15% off. So go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 for 15% off your next order. I promise you won't regret it. It's something that I do all the time. It's something my friends do all the time. So be able to check it out over at built.com and member use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off. Okay, final segment in the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, Arkansas basketball is 8-0. and They uh, continue to win, and they had a game over the weekend, though, against in-state opponent Little Rock, and this game was in Bud Walton Arena. And it's just like I, I love how Arkansas is messing with people right now. And maybe it's even messing with me, but – it just cracks me up that Razorback basketball is 8-0. They're undefeated. They're a top-10 team. But yet, you're, you're still sometimes watching these games, and you're kind of like, I don't know what to think about this. Are we a top-10 team? Are we good? Are we playing bad teams? Are the teams better than what we think? Like, there's just a lot of these questions that end up happening that people are wondering, like, what is this? What am I watching right now? Well, Arkansas beat UALR. 93 to 78, which was a 15 point victory. So some people may see like, look at that box score. Like, well, that's not bad. I mean, double digits. It's what you take care of business. But here's the thing. Arkansas had a 15 point lead at halftime. Little Rock and Arkansas scored the same amount of points in the second half. And there were times where the game got dangerously close, closer than what people wanted, especially for comfort. But they found ways to win. So like Arkansas, for instance, if you're looking at their stat line, like first off, uh, Adis Tony is my favorite player on this team already. He's he's he, I've, I've already dubbed him. I always have a player that's my favorite. He's my favorite. He gets 18 points and eight rebounds, six of seven shooting on 38 minutes. That is a playmaker right there. That is a guy that I feel like, you know, I was wondering about who would fill the Justin Smith role. Yeah, I think that guy's filling the Justin Smith role just fine. He's doing a great job. 
He gets 18 points. Jenny Notes has a pretty nice game. He has 18 points as well on 7 of 13 shooting. And then Devo Davis has 16 points. You know, he's he's got back-to-back really good games. He was 8 of 11, also had 7 assists in this game, 4 rebounds. And then uh, Chris Likes comes off the bench, 14 points for him. Uh, goes 3 of 8 shooting, but uh, mainly went to the free-throw line. And Arkansas actually did better from the free-throw line, too. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, so it's like I watch this team – and I, again, I, folks, I know that it sometimes can be frustrating to watch. Like, I know that sometimes it's going to be like, you know, what is this team? But the thing is, is as we keep saying throughout this basketball season in the early going, is that you're going to have these games where you just don't, maybe don't play as well. Or maybe in some cases, and I know stop traffic, this may be shocking to you. The other team plays lights out because people were bringing up the fact that this Little Rock team, they only had six scholarship players available, eight players in total. Uh, you should have ran them out of the gym. Uh, but, you know, sometimes basketball is just a funny thing. Like basketball can just have funny things like this happen. And I think that this is something that if you're an Arkansas fan, can you be concerned? Yeah, I think you can be concerned about certain elements. But as far as just saying, we suck, we're not as good, we're overrated, stop. You're undefeated. You're eight and no. All right. At the end of the day, when the when the college basketball or the March Madness committee, the tournament committee comes together and trying to figure out where they want to put you in the NCAA tournament and they see that you went undefeated, are they going to go back? back? Yeah, they went undefeated, but they only beat Little Rock by 15 points. No, I don't think Arkansas is going to go to undefeated, even though I'll make that joke. But you get my point. They're not going to be using that as some sort of like, OK, margin of victory wasn't as high as what we wanted. So therefore, we're, we don't believe they're very good. No, Arkansas has a game against Charlotte tomorrow, and then they go on the road. I guess it's a neutral site game. Oklahoma, that one will be a good one. That game's being played in Tulsa at the BOK Center. That'll be played on Saturday. Hofstra, then back in Little Rock. They play Elon. Boom, conference play starts up. So they got four non-conference games left besides the West Virginia game. But as far as in the non-conference season, you got four non-conference games left. If they are able to win all four of those games, which – I don't see any reason why they can't. That Oklahoma game should be interesting. But if they are able to do that, I mean, what else do you want? Who cares about how many points they went by? Who cares about how they looked at certain times? You're winning. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't be concerned about stuff because I have concerns. I have concerns about three-point shooting and who's going to be that guy besides J.D. Note that you can kind of count on to hit big threes. Like, I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about free-throw shooting at times. I'm concerned sometimes about the three-point defenses we've seen. Like, there's, it's okay to have concerns. But as long as you're just keeping it all into perspective and understanding that, hey, you're a top-10 team, you're undefeated, what matters in the end is winning games, and that's what Arkansas is doing. They're winning games, and they're doing a great job of closing out teams. What more could you ask? So enjoy the ride. We'll see how they go in these final four non-conference games. That's going to be big, but either way, just enjoy the games. Show up, too. The crowds have been kind of disappointing so far but if you have tickets go and if you can't go give them tickets away i'll get tell me i'll give them away for you like i just hate seeing empty stadium when you got a sellout and there's only ten thousand people in the crowd on a two on a saturday game like that needs to be better than that but either way appreciate you all listening in to the locked on razor x podcast be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or on google play you can also get after me on twitter at buzz john neighbors for any questions comments concerns that you may have We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.